Today, on the Terrible Warriors, the heroes of Thistlehold rally to retake their home as monstrous beasts transformed by corruption spill out from underground. This chapter covers the content from Act 1 of the Wrath of the Warden campaign, which is the first chronicle in the Throne of Thorns campaign by Free League. Should you wish to defend Thistlehold for yourself, we've partnered with Freely to give away a free copy of Simbroom every month during this campaign. Visit TerribleWarriors.com or check the show notes for a link to the raffle where you can enter in for a code for your very own digital copy of the game. And of course, this campaign is made possible by listeners just like you who've decided to support us through Patreon at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Listeners like Marco Zimmerman, Moritz Kohler, Richard Paracini, and Robert Amos. Find out how you can become a supporter and receive advanced episodes of our Simbaroom campaign at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Now, our trio is not alone in the streets of Thistlehold as heroes unite to push back against the invading beasts. Soon, they'll all be able to take a breath and examine what just has happened today. This is Part 8, Heroes of the Hold. Thistlehold has only been around for eight years. It has never really come under attack. It has never really had to stand against the darkness. There are rumors that it has come very, very close of a night when elves were ready to run them down from the forest and after a tense negotiation, backed off. There are rumors that if the clans were to ever ally themselves against Ambria, Thistlehold would be the first to fall. But if Ambria is the ocean, Thistlehold is the wave crashing against the beaches of Davokar. And up until now, it has never really faced a challenge. What is this that is coming out of the ground under Thistlehold? What is underneath Thistlehold that could have been harboring this kind of darkness and corruption? Is this what the witches were warning about? Is this what Anadea was warning about? Or are they just reacting to something even darker? Spoilers, they're reacting to something even darker. But our characters don't know that yet. Right now, they're just trying to stay alive for the next minute. They have found the sinkhole where the fern tavern Anadea and that whole city block used to be. It's all collapsed into the ground, and from that wound in the ground, these monsters are coming out. Humans that have been twisted by corruption and ritual and turned into beasts, turned into monsters, into abominations. There have always been rumors of another clan, the Beast Clan, a group of barbarians that embraced corruption and twisted themselves into weapons. Were they under Thistlehold this whole time? How is that possible that no one ever knew? Or did they? Did they hide that from us? They found the sinkhole. They've helped secure the barricade. And just as they thought they had won the battle, the doors of the buildings are bursting open and the beast clans are moving out 
into the streets again. They're coming up through the basements. They're coming up through the sewage system. They're coming out of our homes. And everyone is now running out into the streets. The homes that they run into for safety are not safe at all. Nearby, panicked screams. The enemy has broken through. And the guards are like, we have to stay at the barricade, but someone has to go and defend those people. You look like you can handle yourself. They look towards Alendra. You, you gotta help them. Yandra May looks at Veerd. Yandra May looks at Alindra. Shall we? Yep. Yeah. For the GMs listening in, the players do not have to do this. There's a whole section here written if they refuse to, and someone else can go, and the outcome will not automatically be the same. And there's a whole line of direction that they can go down if they're like, no, we're going to stay at this barricade. Uh, we're staying by the sinkhole. We need to find down and like get to Anadea's body or something. But instead, they're choosing to run to aid. Yeah, we're going. You're not the first to arrive as you get there. Just as you round that road, you just ran down and you see uh, in the streets, the beasts are engaging with uh, a war veteran who's brought out his sword and he's wearing his old Alberetta uh, army curus uh, and he's clearly a little stumbling he might still be drunk you've all heard the stories of the drunk hungover war veteran who usually is getting into fights uh, every other night on, uh, on Toad Square Serex Atio uh, he fought against the Dark Lords he fought in the Queen's Army and now he's retired here to Thistlehold looking for a little quiet drink it's hard to tell if he's fighting this for the good cause, for the enjoyment of it, or just because the enemy's clamor is worsening his headache. But more foes are welling out of the basement. Six beasts are coming out the door, out into the street, and have Sarek's Atio surrounded. There are more sounds coming from inside the building. What do you do? Yeah, I guess heading towards the nearest abominations, rolling over a broken box. Yeah, the good news is the beasts are all abominations, so you're all going to get the bonuses. It's the warriors and the higher versions that that are just humans. So the beasts are, you're going to, now that we know how advantage works, we're going to dispatch them very quickly, aren't we? Let's Mm -hmm. do this. Shall we? Melindra grabs her pike, holds it firm. She no longer fumbles it when she grips it. So do, do I want even want to bother with the patron saint for now? Uh, you can just leave him. I can heal him at some point, maybe, but it's not really worth doing. Yeah. For purpose of initiative, I'm just going to have the patron saint and you share the yeah, same number fine. for now. So that way you can just uh, use it as like you just have extra actions if you need them to do things. Yeah, as long as a patron saint is also judged for not being a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. Hey, so we know how it goes. Sucks. Everyone goes first <laughs> except Yandrame. Then after the monsters go, then Yandrame gets to follow up because someone just doesn't drink coffee in the morning. Yep. He's a little slow. First up is going to be Elindra. Are You are covered in beast can blood now. You are... Yeah, you didn't even realize how adept you had become at fighting these things until today. Yeah, Alindra's just been like beating off, you know, hacks in the back alleys of Thistlehold, getting good with her pike, and then 
offensively. Yeah, you've been like fighting like cut purses and thugs and wannabe cultists, slowly getting a name for yourself, trying to like draw out anyone who might know what happened to your mother. And then suddenly this is And no one else knows that you've had this like kind of like daredevil Batman backstory happening, you know, off hours in the darker alleys or even at Blackmore itself, uh, the, the tent city outside of Thistlehold, which is where everyone who can't get the money or the permission to live in Thistlehold, they live nearby in Blackmore. So, uh, yeah, you've, uh, you've been training in the, in the way that Yandrame has been training through prayer. You have been training uh, through vicious street fights. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out vicious street fighting is what you need for abominations. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So um, there's six coming out. Serex Actio is hacking them. He's trying to hold them back, but he's losing ground. He's losing balance. The alcohol is wafting down. You can smell it in the street. And, uh, and he's back, you evil knaves. Uh, Elendro is going to step forward and go for... Like, if he has one that he's already damaged, he's ignoring that, but he's going for the next one that would certainly overwhelm him. Yeah, you can flank. You get advantage because of Sarek Satio's presence. Perfect. She's flanking. She hits. Uh, it's an abomination. So she has her regular D6. She has her... Regular D6 plus one. Beast. Beast lore plus D4. Now is it... Advantage plus D4. Backstab plus D4. Backstab D4. Now, do I have that plus one since it's my pike? I don't think so. Oh, you're using your pike? Then it's D8. A D8. Oh. The pike is D8, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. The stiletto is D6. Okay. So it's D8 plus 3D4. <laughs> so that's 10 damage. <laughs> it's dead. Yeah. There are five beasts left. So Alinda raises her pike over her head and just goes for a swift... Um, yeah, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima neck. again now, so it's just like swift and quick and brutal and the pike goes through and then the blood goes out and then the thing just like cleaves in half and drops to the ground. Yep, that's basically it. Vaird, uh, I, I, is she doing you proud? <laughs> I love you, Barbarian Father. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like it's a very cool moment, but Vaird is kind of like looking off elsewhere and focusing on something else. Like he just completely missed it. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're smoking on your pipe. You gotta have yeah, a daily addiction like, done. No, no, it's good. She will constantly be in search of approval. Did you see that? Oh, oh yeah, you're doing great, honey. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Just keep doing it. Okay, it'll be good. I love it. <laughs> the parrot at the park is not paying attention. Yeah, uh, <sighs> but yeah, he'll throw his cape out wide again and, and grab two stakes, uh, flinging them at. Uh, uh, How many do you have left? Because you tossed out two yeah, already. Yeah, uh, I figure I got... You, I'd say you got to be able to recover one of those. Yeah. The other one got bashed into a building. Yeah, I got ten. Oh. All right, so you, you throw back your cape. You pull out your remaining stakes. Uh, two more. Yeah, throwing them out. But, but, uh, what's the um, uh, modifier? The modifier on these is plus five. Okay, so that's a hit. Uh, and a hit. Uh, and... And you'll get 1d4 additional damage uh, because Elindra has beast lore on them. Whoopie woo. Yay. Uh, Seven damage for the first one. Like Elindra, I imagine you're like calling out their weak points and like how to how to strike them down and how to push back against abominations. She's common methodical, just like reciting text to them. Mm-hmm. Almost as if she verbatim remembers what she read. Yeah. So seven damage for the first one as he launches it uh, right A little bit like space. Shinji in an Ava. 
and then six damage on the second. Six damage on the second one? Yeah, so seven and six. Okay, uh, congratulations. I think they both hit uh, pain threshold. Yes, they both hit pain threshold. So you got a, you got a, <laughs> a free attack. <laughs> what is the actual choices you get when you hit pain threshold? Because uh, I know the choice is up to the player. Yeah, you either knock them down prone or you can or knock them you down prone. Them. Which would give advantage to anyone else who then follow ups with an attack, or you can then get second attack. The um, yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just going to attack again. Uh, yeah. So that's a hit for six damage. Yeah, the on each of them. Uh, oh yeah, there's two, right? Yeah. Ooh, I'm running out of knives. <laughs> uh, eight for the second one. Okay, they're both down. Woo. Nice. The uh, Sarek's Atio sees this going in. I mean, like, finally, reinforcements. We took you long enough. As he takes one and just lops a head off. There's only two left. Oh Yandermay. God, oh, right. Jeez, I just got here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to... There's three of them left. You look like young Rakhos. He slurs <laughs> his words out. How long have you been on this service? <laughs> Let's roll this resolute die. Oh, man, I failed. For the I queen! Maybe this is your uh, drunken How father. did I whiff on that? Uh, well, you have to roll under 19. No, it's because uh, I'm doing my magic. Uh, so I have to roll under my 15. I rolled an 18. Uh, oh. Well, moving on. Oh, well. Brother. Well, t- yep. take that corruption. I think you're distracted by this drunk man once Verity says, <laughs> is this your what? father? And you're like, could Sarex Atio, the hungover war veteran, be no, your father? No, 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 no that's silly. <laughs> ah, shit, I wasn't paying attention to my spell and I lost my turn. Verd! <laughs> I love it. Elendra, it's your turn again. Oh, Elendra just sizes up the next one and she's going for another clean. Uh, Is there another one that she can have flanking on? Uh, Yeah, you can be flanking. The the other two are coming out. So you've pushed them to the door. You and Sarek's Atio are now side by side. So you're not flanking them. Uh, They're coming out of the of the of the cellar door. So you're like pushing them into the building. The the four that made out of the street have now been killed. There's only two left. Uh, and they're they're still climbing out of the building. So you and Sarex are pushing them back as there are now more town guards that are running down the street. They're heading towards the sinkhole that see the fight going on and, and you're getting some more backup. Is there anything she could do that would create advantage? Like a move she could make? It, or is it because of where they're at? She'll just have to go. Um, you could wait until like you can stand at the door and wait for them to come out. And then you'll flank them. And you would move your initiative permanently to be right before Yandermay. She's going to do that. She's a tactic. Okay. She's working on the tactics here. All right. Verd's turn. Wow, my turn again. Woo! Yeah, we're, we're, we're moving through this. Yeah, yeah. that's what I like about Super Uh What, um... All right, so just throwing out more, so... Oh god, I got They're they're coming out of the basement door. Uh you you have a moment here where you can like set yourself up. Like you got a turn here or if you need to collect yourself, if you need to, you know, if you want to do any any anything else. Um uh Elendra is basically waiting the turn and is standing at the door waiting to ambush them when they come out onto the street and is going to get advantage and a flank on them. Sarex Atio is goading them at the door and be like, "I see what you're doing. Come at me. Try and fight me. The power of the queen protects me." I, Sarex Atio. The queen's still alive. Whatever. Oh, but yeah. I'll pretend I didn't hear that, witch. 
Uh, yeah, he's going to take this turn to uh, just kind of. Uh, he's running and, and grabbing the stakes from like the. Uh, the yeah, you're just recovering your ammo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. The beasts come out the door and they go to uh, attack Sarex Atio. Alindra, you get the reaction on them. Perfect. So we're just going for the attack. Yep. There's two of them. You're only going to attack one. One on but one of them. If you get past the pain, oh no, pain threshold is just another attack on them. But so six hits. Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven damage. <laughs> okay. Well, you just it comes out. Uh, do you just do you just slice it in half? <laughs> yeah, Alindra's like almost just petulantly annoyed, and she's sort of realizing it's a pike she's with reach. Powerful. Um. All right. Give me a second attack. The pike goes through the first body, and it's now going to attack the second one coming out the door. Excellent. And you're shish kebabbing them. Nine. Nine will. Yep. That hit. will t- that will hit. And now I would only have two D4s rolling with my... Yep. So five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Uh, that hits its pain threshold. So you, you shish kebab, you hit the other one, you pull the whole pike out, and it falls to its knees. You get a free attack on it. Nice. Seven get that it. hits. That's seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve damage. I think it's dead. You swipe, swipe the pike, you lop its head off. It goes down. Down in the basement, you hear snarling and crawling of voices now. The dusk of the soul is the dawn of the spirit. Uh, you hear one of the uh, a more mystical sounding uh, beast clan uh, speaking down in the dark as other guards are showing up and they've brought torches and they've brought barrels and they just start pouring oil down the stairs and being like, we'll seal it up with fire. And Sarex is like, that's good enough for me. That reminds me of my time back here in the dark war. And no one uh, cares and, about your dark war. And they light the house on fire and, and it goes up and you just hear screaming and retreating uh, down underground as the building catches fire and starts to collapse down onto the uh, onto the cellar, uh, sealing it off. Um, as more beasts are moving out, uh, people have fallen back to a secondary location down the street, and the guards uh, tell you that there's a, a defense line that's been formed just a block in this way. We're going to reclaim the barricade and push back against these invaders once and for all. And they're more talking to Sarex because they're all kind of like in awe of like, oh my gosh, it's like the war hero himself. Why aren't they in awe of my, you know, he's like, daughter? <laughs> That's good. We'll head out there. I know that place. It's close to a good tavern. We can have a drink before we go into battle together. Or we could just. And I'm just going to go into battle. They're, uh, they're, they're forming up an attack line uh, and um, as you come out you see because you, you had to run around to this base when you see this uh, like secondary line that is being formed and uh, you, uh, you catch the robes uh, Yandrame of the first Therg of Sun Temple, Father Elfano uh, and he's, he's walking amongst some of the other uh, soldiers and civilians who have uh, arrived uh, to, uh, to the call to the defense of Thistlehold. And you hear someone giving a speech among a crowd, rallying them up. And as you all follow Sarex and the, the guards who burnt the building behind you, uh, you see standing on a wagon, 
calling them out going, you know, this place was founded to protect us against the dark and we will stand against these enemies and we will push them back and we will reclaim our home. All right. And they're standing up there uh, in uh, in his armor and his sword is Mayor Lassifor Nightpitch. Oh, yeah! Giving a fiery speech. We must reclaim that barricade. How old is he? He's, um, he would be in his 40s. Okay. Because it was, uh, it was eight years ago that he showed up with the arm full of medicine to save the queen's mother. Mm, right, that's him. He medicine boy. As you're standing there, other leaders are assembling factions, giving orders on attack. And you start seeing other champions of the town arriving. The McKelly brothers are uh, lining up a, uh, a group of you know, young uh, holy warriors who are going to follow them into battle. The Ordo Magicae uh, with um, Cullen and Furia are uh, organizing strategy and uh, trying to engage with a few of the other leaders on what they are facing and what they've learned from looking at the bodies and warning them of the abominations and the corruption um, and uh, and advising you here under no circumstances no one goes into that sinkhole we take it up to the line and we close it off and you hear uh, there's the voice of Captain Marvello he obviously found Night Pitch and on their way back to the, the, to, to the uh, gate this whole shit went down uh, and, and he's there organizing some of the other guards and telling them to like go you know, giving more orders for barricading keeping those doors closed and you keep an eye on on those basements and we take <laughs> back this line and um, and of course Sarex Atio uh, is just at the front just no one's really listening to him as he's just uh, getting ready to to lead the charge back into fight like he's reliving the glory days of the of the dark war so as you have a choice on where you want to be do you want to volunteer to be on the front line you'll be up there with Atio and the McKelly brothers Captain Marvello and take the same risk as the other heroes of Thistlehold potentially be recognized for it and lead the charge to reclaim the barricade or do you wish to move into the second line and provide support for the heroes of the front it's less honorable, but it is less dangerous. <laughs> or are you just going to have a sit and watch them all do the fight for you? It will make future dealings with any factions much more difficult. Not impossible, but they'll remember if you uh, ignored them in this time of need. Elendra will turn to Yandrame and Veard and say... Think we should take the front lines if we can make our name for ourselves then you know maybe if we can speak with mayor night pitch he might know something about where our parents were or you know he came eight years ago i bet he had some sort of contact with them he might know well and, and you need to get into that sinkhole <laughs> you like you don't know what's happened to anadea i thought i was going to have to convince you sister they need all the help they can get and these abominations must be driven back yeah. I guess if we're uh, risking our lives for fruitful things, uh, game for it again. Good man, Beard. Good man. Beard, it's good to uh, it's good to see you again. You know, you're. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> ah, 
Don't look so sad. She's gonna punch him in the arm a little jovially. <laughs> you can hear the beasts snarling down the streets where the barricade was. The screaming from civilians is beginning to die down. Anyone who's on the wrong side of the second defensive line um, is dead or dying or taken. And all you hear, you can see through the shadows of the dust. The dust is beginning to clear and the sunlight is beginning to come through and that's when, you know, Father Alfano is like, a sign from Prios, the time is now. And, um, the dust is literally settling on Thistlehold after the sinkhole collapse, and the beasts are moving through the streets. You hear clamoring and like clashing and like ransacking in the houses on the other side of the second defensive line. But the screaming has died down. Now it is just a group of people stealing themselves uh, to be ready to go in. So where do you, as as they're all standing around, you hear Marvello and some of the other leaders, the McKelly brothers, uh, calling up for volunteers who will join the front lines. You then see um, Lysendra Goldengrasp and a group of other concerned citizens who uh, are going to provide support in the second line. And uh, they will keep an eye on the second barricade and for any advances that come out of the basements. Sorry, one second. I'm just researching Lysendra again. L-Y-S-I-N-D-R-A, Golden Grasp. She's a former fortune hunter. Yeah. Who made her money on expeditions and is now independently wealthy in Thistlehold. Right. Okay. So she leads a lot of, like, concerned citizen community trying to make life better for those in Thistlehold. Cool. Okay. Relatively admirable, right? Yeah. Cool. Got a good reputation. Like she's 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 one of the people that got rich doing these like she's a reason why other fortune hunters want to go on expeditions into Davocor. Now, she did all of her stuff before things like the expedition license were a thing, right? So yeah. it's it's one of those like, well, of course you had it easier. You didn't have all this bureaucracy <laughs> to do things, right? But um uh, you just gotta save up personal wealth, just like I did. Put a down payment on the house, and right. Yandra <laughs> <laughs> may. I don't see why it's so difficult. I mean, I went to school on a part-time job and paid for my whole tuition. Uh, Easy. Yeah, my twenty thousand dollar house. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, how much does the house go for these days? Like three hundred dollar. I don't think she's that bad, but I, I do like the idea of now playing Lysandra like an okay yeah, 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 I like it. Um, personally, Endermay is drawn to the brothers. I mean, they seem buddy-buddy and friendly with him before, and they seemed also very effective. Mm-hmm. We do want to live through this as well as help Yeah, they're, 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 they're chomping at the bit, and they want to get through. They're like, those abominations are roaming free. We must wipe them all off of this... Uh, 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 off of this plane. That is Endermay's energy. Perhaps you should present us to the other followers of Prios. We saw them. They seem very capable in battle. Say no more. Uh, uh, they seem okay. Let's not get ahead <laughs> of ourselves. Sorry, People. Beard. How many abominations did you kill? Wow. Last of her night pitch. <laughs> Front line, form up. He, he pulls out the order. Everyone who's... who's uh, uh, they're they're going to pull back the barricade and charge towards um, the sinkhole. So he walks up to the brothers, puts his hand on one of their shoulders, just, we're with you, brothers. Or He says, brother. Looks out at you. 
you're small. <laughs> and he just kind of smiles. <laughs> He's not, though. He's like six foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the McKelly brothers are wearing like Templar armor yeah. and are just like a few inches higher up than you. Like wow. they're tall, they're muscular, yeah. like Warhammer characters. <laughs> uh, uh, Warcraft. They look like fucking oh. paladins out of Warcraft. <laughs> so like ridiculous. Shoulder Big shoulder bits. Yeah. Virgin and Linda are like hobbits next to yeah. the like, four of you. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. like they're like they're like yeah, you're tall, but these guys could be in the NBA. Like right. it's, and they look down. And it's like, uh, 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 today Preos shines bright on Thistlehold, and we will show these people what the sun, ru- uh, what it's like to have the sun truly born bright. Uh, we will push these abominations back into that forest, and they just kind of smile. And they're just kind of like, bro, 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 right? <laughs> like they're ready to go. They want to like they start bumping chests to each other, like, hyping each other up, sharpening their weapons, they're ready to go. Um, and uh, uh, Captain Marvalo and the other guards, they pull back the barricade and the front line uh, begins to charge. So as you, uh, if all three of you are going... Yeah, let's bear, go. Yeah, yeah, we're rolling up. Yeah, we're yeah, rolling yeah. deep. <laughs> we're rolling deep. <laughs> so you, you're running towards the sinkhole and there's, there's a... There's, there's a lot going on around you in this fight with all these other characters, but in front of you, uh, you have three of the beasts that you have shown that are just made of butter today. Uh, so I'm also throwing another warrior. If you remember, they were human, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, they were wearing armor, but not wearing, not carrying weapons. They're still fighting with their natural bone arms, uh, like hooked and twisted into blades and size but made out of bone um so there's a, a warrior leading three beasts and I, oh you know what these beasts are even le- uh, being leashed on chains behind like it's like they're attack dogs literally and the warrior's got the three uh, attack dog beasts in front of it on the chains and it sees you all running and he just lifts the chain up into the air and drops them and lets the beasts run forward as um as it brandishes its its arm made of bone blade. Uh, up first is, as always, Elindra. I'm just Why getting a little Elindra? bit, <laughs> a little bit excited about how well this is all going. And she's gonna <laughs> smile and run forward to meet one of the abominations. She knows where her skills are most needed. Uh, so run forward with, and she'll forego the captain. Captain Marvello and the other guards. Uh, they open up with a volley of arrows and crossbows over the barricade before they open it up. So there's more than three beasts running at you. There there are five or six, and three of them get taken down by arrows and lie dead in the ground, and you run past their corpses towards the three beasts who had the chains that were just dropped and running towards you. So there's all this action as the whole town is now rallying to take back this district. Okay, and I rolled an eight, which I assume will be a hit. Oh, yes. Perfect. Against the beasts, absolutely. And so I have a seven total. Seven? Okay, you got a free attack. Because <laughs> so their pain, the beast's pain threshold is only five. Right. Okay, I just rolled. They've only got ten points. Twelve damage. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, one comes at him, and you just like how it's just like the pike just swoops up like you're like doing lacrosse, and you just like catch this thing, and yeah. then just throw it into one of the buildings. Yeah. Well, she does like yeah, yeah. She does a. <laughs> she does. She comes down first, and then sort of grazes it, hurts it, and then on the upswing. Okay, Vard. There are two more beasts and one warrior commanding them, along with all the other stuff, but these are the ones that are in front of you. Continue to be, like, yeeting these abominations. Uh, all right. Uh, he will, um... 
Yeah, I think do a double uh, dagger throw. So it's accurate plus five. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that'll hit for the first one. And then the second one is a miss. Ooh, nine damage. So yeah, the first one right into that forehead and the other one, like, it's just like, oh, uh, maybe the sun gets it. It's like the Prios light from all these other people getting his eyes. <laughs> He's just like, ah, oh, God. Too ah, so much Ambrian civilization. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> So much metal yeah. everywhere. Stop it, um, <laughs> So did you miss on both attacks? No, no, I, I hit with the first one for nine damage. Okay. Yeah. Oh, for nine damage. Oh, well, you still get a second attack on that one then. Oh, cool. Uh, all right. Uh, boop, 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 boop. All right, all right. Hit. 10 damage. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, uh, knives through the eyes. Yep. Yeah, and just, and then it's just down. Uh, and uh, one beast is going to get to Elendra. Uh, because the Andromeda doesn't get to go until after they attack. And so the surviving beast, uh, Elendra, give me a defense roll. I, minus one. It doesn't have a reach weapon, does it? Oh, that's right. You got a pike out. Same. Free attack. Brother, you are they're so mindless. Cool. They, they they just attack the closest target and they take no prisoners. Oh so uh, they're, not good. they're not smart enough to think of avoiding the pike. So yeah, you got a free attack on the pike before it gets into biting range. It it's coming at you, snarling, biting, cratching. It's running, it's bone uh, weapons clacking on the ground. You get your pike and you're ready for it to come yeah. at you. Seven. Roll free attack. Seven hit. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. seven yeah. damage. Yeah. And seven damage. Yeah. So get a free attack. <laughs> you, 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 you pierce it. You lift it up and roll. Like, let's just assume you get roll the damage. You're going to get the attack because it's plus five. Four damage. And you smash it into the ground and it just breaks. I haven't missed once today. And the, and the cobblestone on the ground of the street just cracks open as the abomination blood just spills out around it. The only one left is the warrior, Yandrame. The one who dropped the chains of the clan beasts and they came charging towards him. They were just removed in one turn. I'm going right after him. Uh, I'd like to bring the saint with me to outflank him. Okay. So that I get yeah, the saint comes around and moves into position. Uh, being incorporeal, there's no free attack because the warrior doesn't see it. Nice. It remains invisible. And then it becomes visible behind you just as you go into attack. And it holds them in place for you to... So that's plus two on your attack, plus, so it's um, minus three on your accuracy now. Okay. Well, it wouldn't be accuracy because I'm using dominate, so it'll actually be on my persuasive. Okay, so I have to roll an 18 or under. Ten. I hit no matter what. All right, cool. Cool. Uh, So I run up and say, but your friends are all gone, aren't they? With a big grin on my face because I'm, you know, deceiving. And you plunge your sword. sword into them? Yep. What's the damage? Uh, so it's a D8 plus the D4 for uh, Lindra helping, and then another D4 for advantage, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. 2D4 plus your sword damage. 13. That's exactly how much toughness they Oh, have. yeah. <laughs> so the patron saint just holds them in place and just, like, freezes just, them. Like, grabs and, them. Like, grabs them just as you plunge the sword down and they just look at you with rage roaring through and they just whisper out for hello man and spit blood in your face and die oh you're gonna want to watch that he's just immediately Elendra you catch up to them as you look down the road standing at the sinkhole all the others are still fighting the Kelly brothers are fighting theirs 
the um, Cullen and Furia and Father Alfano and Sarex Atio, they're all engaged with warriors and beasts and that, but you've broken through the line and you have a direct shot to where the sinkhole is. And standing there ordering them is one robed uh, uh, mystic uh, member of this beast clan with a crooked and intense manner. They have claws. Their hands have been twisted into claws. They wear black glowns blowing there over the edge of the sinkhole. It's like air heat is coming out of the sinkhole. Uh, surrounding them are is a, is a guardian as I'd mentioned earlier, the one that Elendra threw back down is another guardian, and two warriors and two beasts. Yikes. But they're the ones calling the shots. If you can take out that mystic, you could break their leadership and their organization and they'll rout them. And they're the ones that seem to be giving the commands and the signals and sending them all out. And you look down the line and you see that's the one that's in charge. Does the mystic look very abominable? You kill the snake by taking off the head. <laughs> Elindra? Elindra is a little more nervous as she stares down many charges who are not just all abominations, which she knows she can slice through. Uh, yeah, well, there are abominations that are there. There's two beasts that you can slice through, and you could leave the warriors, mm-hmm. the guardian, and the mystic to the others. She's going to do that. She's going to go for abomination on the left. Eleven. That hits, right? Yeah. Okay. That does. Seven points of damage. Okay, roll again. I'm assuming you're just going to keep taking the free action instead of the knocking on the ground. Yes. Uh, I'll tell you if I ever change my mind on that. I know it exists, but I got a 20, so I think I missed. Yes. <laughs> so you finally missed the shot. finally missed the shot. <laughs> you whiffed it. All right. Yeah. But this one's mortally wounded. You so are it's gonna human. Be, it's going to be down very soon. <laughs> human after all. Uh, Vared. Oh, uh, all right. This uh That's more like it. The uh the female em- 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 embryon finally missed an attack. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was like mm, I don't know about this. Uh <laughs> so yeah, I'm throwing uh stakes uh at this barbarian leader. At the mystic you're aiming for? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Oh, no, that's a hit. Are do you, are you curious to see what their shadow looks like? I am. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You haven't used your witch sight yet. I know, yet. yeah. I just worry. You used it earlier, didn't you? Yeah, I used it one time so far. So, uh, oh, yeah, true. I'll do resolute to see its uh, shadow. Yeah, because it's just a free action, yeah. so it doesn't affect your combat. Uh, so, yeah, I succeed. Gleaming and shimmering black is a moonlit waterfall. Corruption 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to have to take that thing down. Uh, so the first uh, was a hit. All of these, all of these uh, beast clans—they're all playing with corrupting themselves up to the point of becoming weapons, but not abominations. So all their corruptions are like eight, or yeah. nine. Only the beasts are the ones that failed the test and went too far. Yeah, they're like uh, sorcerers. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the first one does eight damage, and the second one does seven damage. Oh dang. That was a lot of damage. Their armor isn't going to save them from this. And they didn't. I didn't get my turn yet to use Bend Will on you. Uh, don't bend my bend. Someone else's will. I'm barbarian. We're like friends. 
they they see you. They use the witch sight. You throw the stakes at them, and they go to a move to channel bend will, which would have restricted you to only doing one action. Yeah. And before they can cast that into you, and the two of you make that contact, you throw your stakes down the line, and it hits one in in in, in the hand that they had pointed towards you, and the other one hits them in the chest, and they stumble back, and they fall into the sinkhole. Yeah. Beasts, warriors, and guardians see the mystic go down, uh, and I lose all of my magic ability in this fight. And they uh, they charge. Um, Elendra, you're the closest one, so you got your pike though. You're gonna get a free attack uh, when that beast goes. So, Eandrome and Verd each give me a cunning test. Uh, that's pl- uh, cunning plus five. You're just going to roll for these warriors to see if they succeed. Each of you is going to roll for I failed. I succeeded. Okay, so one warrior's got weapons poisoned. And um, the guardian... Oh, this is fun. The guardian... So it's written here, their tactics. They seek out the strongest opponent and take on taking it single-handedly. The beast or warrior who tries to grab a piece of the honor will not live much longer than the enemy. So... Elindra, you're standing there and you're surrounded by two beasts, two warriors. One of them lights its uh, uh, weapons up with with poison. And then the guardian is standing there. Just as the beast lunges at you to attack, and before you get your free attack with your pike, its chain goes tight. And the guardian wraps the chain around its arms and throws the beast behind it into the sinkhole, killing it. And then points (laughs) at you. Oh, no! And the others are going to avoid and go past you oh, no. and run towards Elindra and Verd. You mean Yandrome and Verd, right? Uh, and Verd. Oh, no. And, and the Guardian is just like you and me. I'm not the strongest. And, and the Guardian <laughs> starts walking towards you with its, uh, in this case, it's a big war axe dragging on the other ground and it lifts it up over its shoulders and it brings it into an attack. Oh boy. Do I get a free attack on it? Because it's in my bubbly. You are going to get a free attack on... Uh, yeah, because the heavy weapon doesn't have reach. So, But it does ignore armor. Oh boy. This isn't great. I'm really squishy, guys. I'm really meant to just kill things and leave. <laughs> I think we all Yeah, are. you don't have any advantage. You don't get any bonuses for your beast lore. Oh dear. Uh, you were feeling really uppity about yourself a second ago. Um, no, I'm basically just rolling a desperate D8. <laughs> so what's your, your D20, your attack, is, is a zero, is the defense. So you're just rolling with no modifier with your accurate. Okay, so, uh, yeah, okay. So it's just under 11, right? Yep. And I did not get did that. You, you did oh, not no. get that. Now okay, I'm missing. Then moves in. Now you're going to roll me a defense roll. And it's going to be defense minus five. Oof. Mm. Which is a seven. Mm. So bad. We're in trouble. I'm not going to (laughs) live. Nope, I got a nine. Oh, no. (laughs) You don't want to kill me? You get hit with this axe that sends you into the air. Uh, The axe attack hits you for six damage. Okay, that's my pain threshold. Yeah, that's yep, just your pain threshold, and it's going to choose to throw you onto the ground. Oh, it's not going to take the Play, extra players attack. get to choose. Oh, players get to choose. Okay. Yeah, it's going to. Th- 
the ground instead of attacking. <laughs> instead of getting the second attack. Thing is, the wound is also acidic. Oh no. I'm not doing good, guys. Oh boy. You're at one point left. Yep. Oh. And you hit the ground and you've got this gash and it's burning and it's eating into you. Do I risk the corruption? The clan, the guardian just lets out this belly roar. I do it. And you do it? Yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) You'll take the nine damage? Uh, Well, I'll see how much I can take. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, I will uh, inherit wound. Because the acid damage will continue to hurt Elindra. But you'll actually survive if they can absorb more than three damage. Uh, so what is it? A 1d6 I can take? All right. <laughs> I only take three damage from you. Hey, it's something. Well, you're at four. That gives you a whole nother turn of living, lying on the ground as you're like, oh God. taking acid burns. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, no. So you're like dragging yourself away on the ground. The guardian gives out a laugh and then turns his attention at the other two. Top of the round. I haven't gone yet. Uh, oh, you haven't gone round. Oh, so yes, <laughs> I'm yeah, always last. Turn. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn now. Uh, so I'm going to roll my resolute and try and burn all of these people. Oh, burn yeah. Made quickly. It. Awesome. Okay, so I Prios burning glass everything in the near vicinity. And this time it's not so much holy rays as it's just like... And Elindra can just stay lying on the ground and it'll go over her. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a solar flare that just kind of goes... Yeah. Uh, so it's D8 against anything that's not an abomination. Okay, so the uh, the the there's two beasts that are oh no one beast that's alive okay. and it'll be it'll be killed by this. Um, yeah, I'm rolling D12 plus a D4 for yeah. that. So yeah, and then the then there's the warriors and the guardian who haven't been hurt yet. Okay, so warrior one, three, warrior two, four, and the guardian. Seven. Oh. Uh, that passes pain threshold. Hey. Oh, it's. Like I'd like to make another attack, but it's not really an attack. Do I just? No, you can just you can blast it to the ground and yeah. give it an advantage. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll just blast it to the ground. That makes more sense. It's like there's this weight pressure wave of fire knocks it over. Yeah blows it back as it's just hit by the blast of this of this wave of Prios' light. Elendra, you've got the acid burning. You had four health points. You now have one health point. Yeah. Um, am I able to do Medicus on myself? I think so. As a clever surgeon, the character can make a test against cunning to heal 1d4 of a patient's toughness or 1d6 when using an herbal <clears throat> cure. I do have herbs on me. The ability can be used once per patient in a day. Did um did the acid burn her again? The acid burn is supposed to last for two more turns. Well, when does it happen? Uh, at the moment the attack was dealt, uh, the acid burn it, well for three turns. Uh, so when does it happen? At the beginning or end of the turn? Uh, I would say at the end of each turn. So you have four points. The acid is going to burn you at the end of this turn. Yeah, I'll. Uh... Uh, Beard will will say, "Get up! I got you." Um, and with his like, uh, I guess, witch talisman, uh, uh, just a few small skulls uh, to keep it pointed at female Ambrian. He's just gonna keep absorbing. Yeah. 
inheriting the damage from this ongoing asset. Okay. That's I'm gonna what a father would do. Oh! <laughs> I'm going to heal myself two points of damage. That's what I get on my <laughs> <Yeah>. Medicus roll. <laughs> yeah, so you've got, you've got some, like, things in your pouch, and you can just, like, you're just able to just, like, dress the wound really quickly. And you just kind of throw some herbs in there. And then... <laughs> yeah, I wish just, I like, could... kind of helps to, like, yeah. neutralize the acid. Uh, I yeah. wish I could inherit healing. I'm like, no, nope, You just put pressure on the wound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe it's just a case if you have, like, some water and you're just flushing the acid out of the wound yeah. and you're just putting pressure onto yourself. And you're like, oh, keep the blood in, keep the blood in. And Alindra sort of doodly is going to try and stumble back and away from the battle, like to wherever yeah, she can see. <laughs> yeah. Drag yourself away. <laughs> She's just getting out of there. Vared, it's your turn. Oh, man. Uh, so now you, so you took, you, you healed for two and then you took three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, I took. And then Vared, are you absorbing damage as the acid continues to burn? Yeah. I can take the three, but. You shush your face. Okay. <laughs> I know your pain threshold is three, but it doesn't count to ongoing like acid attacks. Uh, so I take no. three of your damage. Oh wow. Okay. So, so you got acid burns forming on your skin. Yeah, I look bad. I look of, bad. I can't. I'm like. Oh, you're you're just smoking. You're just hissing. <laughs> Turned yourself into like some fucked up voodoo yeah. doll. You're just taking all the damage being sent to them. Can I hate can I, so much? <laughs> can Alindra call out? We need help. Yeah, well, I mean, she yeah, absolutely. You're surrounded by the heroes of, of oh, Thistle. Do not touch me with Prius. Varid, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's your turn. Yeah, uh, that same barbarian leader. Uh, I'm like, hey, don't you pick on a man of your own stature? And I'm gonna throw two daggers at him. Oh, cool. At the guardian? The the chieftain? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? That that's uh, the one yeah. who yeah, okay. The mystic was the one killing the shite he threw him into the pit, so the guardian's taken over since. Okay, cool. Uh alright. Uh so seven damage on the first one. Nice. Come uh, that hits four. Oh yeah. Ugh, how does he go down? Just two damage. So he probably so how does he go down? He soaks the second one, but he the first one goes. Oh up. really? Oh nice. yes. <laughs> uh, I would oh. say uh, uh, like his armor actually healed him over time too. Oh, and it didn't help. Oh, that's awesome! I want that armor. Uh, he throws his. Steak. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my life. Uh, he throws the stake through the tendon, uh, like right underneath its thigh, uh, which just like slices right through into the ground, but blood starts gushing out of the wound, uh, as he just kind of slumps down. Oh, and then Sarex Atio comes charging along the lip of the, uh, sinkhole after hearing, uh, Alindra cry out for help. And it's fallen down to its one knee. It's gonna die. It's gonna be dead. And Sarek just like lops its head off and kicks its body into the sinkhole. Uh, killer, steel killer. <laughs> and Sarek Atio looks down at your body and goes, oh, "I've seen worse. I've seen worse. You're gonna be okay." <laughs> like the, the the breath of alcohol coming off uh. of him, but 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 the adrenaline like keeping his focus as he starts um, doing some first aid on your body. Great. And. Uh, uh, the guardian is gone. The beasts are gone. All that's left are, are uh, the uh, the two hurt warriors, and they look up towards Verd, who you're on like one leg, covered in acid burns. Yeah. You're barely holding it together. There's smoke hissing off of you, and then they look at Yandrame, 
fresh, young, unbroken, unscarred, firing Prios's burning light out of you. Uh, and they both took damage from that on their la- on, on, on the last turn. So they start marching towards you with their um, uh, their bone scythe arms. And uh, I need you to roll two defense rolls against their attacks. Right. And that is quick minus four or minus five, right? Minus five. Okay. Their accuracy is 15. So I need to roll I four or under you. twice. You can do <laughs> yes. this, buddy. Okay. That's a two. <gasps> Oh, yeah. so the first one comes in, and you um, you're able to deflect that attack with your sword. Get my sword and, out, yeah. And 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 and, and it's it's desperate. It's like uh, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Aragorn smacking the knife out of the air, oh, right? Oh like god, that was awesome. Got that desperation. I rolled a one, you, and you rolled a one. Woo. Oh, thank god. And the second one comes in, and you're able to actually lift the scythe arm of the first one and hook it into the second attack and use the first warrior to block and deflect and parry the second warrior and you see the poison dripping off the edge of the bladed arm and if that had touched you it would have dealt like eight damage that would have been real bad plus ongoing damage each turn you push them off and it's your turn Yandrame. okay it's patron saint time we're we're down at to this the point so to describe what else is going seraxatio is killed there's they're up at the the thing the McKelly brothers are fighting another mystic and they're engaged in like blasting energies and there's an image and then one the the mage takes an attack that was intended for it and it redirects it into one of the McKelly brothers and their abdomen bursts out into blood and they drop down to the ground and the other two see their brother go down and they flank around the side and then they kill the mystic and then it comes back to you in front of these two warriors okay so I'm hoping the patron saint is behind one of them, uh, and I'm going to swing at the other one. I'm going to use my sword to try and like stab this guy because they're they're in close combat now. It's too it's too close mm-hmm. for uh, fire. So persuasive. Uh, so my attack roll is minus what? Your attack roll is plus three. Oh, plus three. Okay, so I need to roll an eighteen or under. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's a ten. So uh, he says, you know, like. Haha, and sort of does a flippy thing with his sword, which is completely useless. Trying to be like a Zoro. But it turns out it's actually useful. Swords are very shiny. Uh, Turns out if you just swing a sword around, sometimes it'll cut things. Yeah, so he's rolling a D4 or a D8, and then hopefully a D4 for advantage from the patron saint, kind of grabbing him in the middle of all this. Yeah, yeah, patron saint is still uh, fighting your advantage. Okay, so that is still only five damage. Um, You should call yours a patron saint of badassery. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and I'd like to roll an attack with the saint as well, if I can. Okay. So he's uh, accurate 14 plus 5, or plus 3, you said? So he's yeah, 17 or under. Yeah. 20, wow. This guy's oh, useless. No. He's too weak. He's barely <laughs> yeah, holding he's barely it together. together. He's oh. tries to attack, and it's just incorporeal, just lifting through them. Yeah. Elindra, you're you're getting treated. Uh, Serex is like, it's all right, you've done your work. This day is ours. Reinforcements come, and he points up over uh, behind Iandrame and you see uh, there's Captain Marvalo and the town's watch being uh, led by um, Father Alfano of the Sun Church but also Cullen Furia of the Ordo Magicae and just as Cullinan gets beside Iandrame <laughs> before the warriors can finish you off and before Verd succumbs to all this acid damage uh, Cullinan puts their uh, staff into the ground and fire erupts out from them 
uh, at first going through and then forming a dome around uh, the three of you uh, as uh, Captain Marvalo uh, comes down with a spear into the shoulder of one of the warriors and another town and hits him in the belly and kills him. The third, or the, the final warrior walking to the edge uh, as um, Father Alfano of the Sun Church kicks him through the wall of fire and it's 1d12 damage they only had 6 points they just incinerate and then come out the other side burning and crisp and Cullen and Furia releases the dome of fire away and it just wisps away taking a lot of the smoke and the fire and clearing the air as the sunlight comes down and uh, everyone has, has reached up because you, you, you'd gone ahead of the fight right so now they've now caught up to you and 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 have, and have pushed back to the edge of the sinkhole into the barricade and they begin fortifying up against it and everyone begins lining up the lines you hear lassifor night pitch saying to form up and uh, uh prepare for the next wave uh you you see some of the soldiers and Captain Marvalo like, you know, getting them, you know, standing in the lines, get your, get your weapons ready, uh, stay around, no one comes out of that sinkhole. We, we hold this line, we hold this town, and uh, you've been pulled to the back, uh, Elindra, uh, and you've been pulled over to where the other Mercalli brother, who's also been uh, hurt, uh, Leohan, uh, suffered a deep cut across the side of his abdomen. Uh, and uh, and you have some uh, Ordo Magikai mystics that are they're working their healing magic on and stabilizing wounds. So you're seeing that side of things where Verd and uh, Yandrame, you're up at the front still as they're telling everyone to like form up. And you can hear um, prayers being whispered uh, and uh, wounded being pulled away uh, and the seriously damaged being carried away. Uh, reinforcements continue to arrive uh, with Towns Guard, Temple Guard, private bodyguards, individual residences with weapons drawn as now hundreds circle around the sinkhole with weapons out with the barricade formed and then you wait nothing happens and the dust has now cleared and the sky has gone clear and it's now midday and the sun is shining down over Thistlehold and you just hear silence and just the wind blowing through and the odd sounds of discomfort and pain from the wounded in the back see rock slides or all that sound from the sinkhole and as the anxiety starts to fade you start looking around Verity Andromay and you start seeing smiles beginning to appear on some of the guards and some of the bodyguards and residents that have shown up starting to shuffle around like you know maybe We've done it. We fought them back. Until you hear rustling coming from inside the sinkhole. Shuffling like a giant serpent moving around in the dark. The sound continues to grow stronger. The tension begins to rise. And then the sound diminishes again. As if it's moved on and disappeared from the sinkhole and away down into the abyss. And the rubble of the sinkhole part of town that fell down has formed like a pile, and the light is now starting to catch as the sun is shooting down directly into the sinkhole. And as the light catches into the pile of rubble in the sinkhole, you catch the shot of a warrior 
who steps out into the dim light, climbs up to the top of the rubble hill. Her visage is dominated by predatory jaws, the skin on her forearms, gray and crackled and leathery, as if it's unnaturally thick and rough. She stares up at all the army looking down around the sinkhole with black eyes, lets out a hateful falsetto howl, and then dives into the dark with widespread bat wings that form out behind them, and they disappear into the abyss. And then everything goes silent, and this time the silence continues. Captain Marvello starts ordering his troops, spread out in a ring around the rim of the hole. Starts booming a voice. Everyone must leave this site. Starts calling for carpenters, articians, anyone else. Build a sturdy palisade around the sinkhole. Close off all cellars opening up towards the hole. Right, orders. Everything starts going back into the authority of it. And the order is given. All who approach the sinkhole without having proper permit, that is assigned a document by town authorities, will be banned from Thistlehold. Until Mayor Knight Pitch decides differently. And so the word is given out and the town starts pushing back and the residents start sinking aside like, well, that was a that was a morning we'll remember as uh, as this site starts getting turned into like a quarantine zone uh, where where guards are being posted to keep sight on the on the on the sinkhole. And right before we break for the day, we've all got a moment here to reflect as you're still standing around this area. You were right there, and then, like, the whole town just kind of moved over you. You've all just been standing in that place. Maybe you haven't even moved from where you were from a moment ago when you almost lost. The town is starting to, like, come back into working around you as, like, the the the, the machinery of Thistlehold begins to just take over and the authorities and the presence, and the town guards are setting up the, the barricades. There's still, like, Captain Marvello is still there barking out orders. The McKaylee brothers are looking over Leohan, who's over by Elandra, who's being treated for their wounds. Father Elfano is helping to move people out of the square where the sinkhole was or is and like continue back into the streets. There's a lot of people who got displaced from their homes were destroyed and are looking for refuge and are asking for help to you know, probably end up in one of the Sun Church's properties while they find a new home. The wizards are still around uh, who've caught up to Cullen and Furion who ran off without them and did that whole fire spell. And uh, and they're, they're comparing notes. They seem to be permitted by the guard to get closer to the edge of the sinkhole and they're looking over. And uh, you hear talks from, you know, just eavesdropping on the guards. You'd hear that they're probably going to get the permit to explore the sinkhole first as is normal, like they're the researchers in town. They know more about the secrets of Thistlehold than anyone else. So you got a moment here if you want to ask any questions or listen. Like, what's what's interesting to you? What do you want to do here before we wrap? Your, uh, the mystics heal you up, Elendra. You'll, you know, you have to sleep it off and take it easy, but uh, they're they're going to bring your your health up to a stabilized point, so you're not, you're not going to be injured. We'll, we'll deal with that in the next episode. But you, you're, you're sitting up. The wound wasn't as deep as it was. It was mostly the acid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, your uh, your clothing helped the armor that you had. And you got blown away. So if you had stood your ground, you would have been cleaved in half. 
So you got very lucky. It's, it's, it looks worse than it is, you're told. Yeah. You'll have a scar, but um, it's not so bad, mm-hmm. they say with a worrying look on their face. Um, you're certainly not as hurt as Leohan. Leohan's going to be bedridden for a while if they survive. And uh, so you're allowed to rejoin up with mm-hmm. Yandrame and Vaird. Vaird, you're um, not doing so hot. No. The mystics aren't looking at you because uh, you're keeping it all under your clothing. Yeah, nor do I want the darn Ordos touching my... Can Elendra have noticed that Vaird might have her acid injuries she's seen him do this before so. you've seen this done before you know what it's like you know that that wound should have been way worse than it was and yet you've survived and you see that the the, the, the acid scars you should have aren't there it looks like you just got hit by like a cleave mm-hmm. and not not any of the other stuff that was going on with with the wound so you know that a big reason why you you're alive and you just have a, a, a minor nasty scar across your your chest is because of Verd. Okay, so she will go over and say, Verd, thank you for saving my life again. You know, I woke up this morning and I was really hoping to have a relaxing day, maybe return to my home. But briefly, I did think of you and your brother and no doubt whatever guiding principle was our life uh, made that thought into a wish and well here we are so it is good seeing you again it does my heart gladness to see you again beard if only under better circumstances but even if you're gods and farce it's good to see even if you're an uncivilized heathen it is still good to see you <laughs> are you interested in approaching Marvello, the templars Alfano, or the wizards they're all in this scene it's rare that all four of them would be in the same place <laughs> at the same time if you wanted to approach them again in the future you would have to go to their their places honestly places the, of the organization probably the most interesting like they yeah. probably know the most about what's going on I think uh, in the pursuit of knowledge, Elinda would be happy to lead that charge and go over yeah. and say. Both, both, both Elinda and Verd are like supporting each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah like, they're both kind of carrying each other <laughs> up. Over. Can I help you at all? No. I'm, I don't want the magic of Prios to touch my body. Perhaps the magica can help? No. The Ordo magica. The full-hearted individuals who will bring about the ruin of this place. No. I will see to it myself via natural means or from a witch, not from an Ambrian. Okay. Well, um, I just want to... I was just saying, Master Euphrinda is still here, along with Cullen and Furia. Do we know Cullen and Euphrinda's name? Has they, have they been said to us, or are we just like... Uh, Cullen and Furia and Master Euphrinda are very public figures, along with Lassifer Nightpitch. They're the kind of characters that people just know about, right? They're, uh, they're both masters in the Ordo Magicae, and so they are... Uh, Magica, and so they are... Um, 
they're celebrities in town, right? They're heroes of, of Thistlehold. But for the purpose of also describing to you <laughs> who they are, I'm just using their names as well. Uh, Master Euphrinda and Cullinan are both uh, still here, and they seem to be talking where actually it's mostly Master Euphrinda. She's doing all the talking, and Cullinan is just kind of standing there, taking in the scene around and seeing everything. It was Cullinan who was the one who came in with the fire dome at the very end, and then Master Euphrinda showed up afterwards. So they're, they're both engaged in conversation right beside you. They're closer to where the sinkhole is, but they're obviously on this side of the palisade that's being erected around the edge of the um, barricade that's being built up. Sorry, one more question. You mentioned that we might hear word of people planning to go in, and we think it's the Ordo Magica. Well, you heard from uh, Captain Marvello when he was barking out orders, right? He was barking for... Uh, along with finding carpenters and artisans to build a sturdy palisade uh, and getting people to move along and get out of here. The troops are spreading out in a ring around the hole. Uh, and then an order given out. No one approaches the sinkhole without having a proper permit. Anyone who violates that will be forever banned from the town of Thistlehold. And uh, this will remain in place until Mayor Nightpitch has decided differently. By order of the mayor, no one approaches the sinkhole. And there's like a sign that's been like, bang, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. No one approach order of mayor. Penalty of exile. Cool. All right, Alinda will go over to uh, Cullinan because she believes that they were the ones who saved them. Master Euphrenda just like with a pipe in her mouth. Well, 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 if it isn't the heroes of Thistlehold that Cullinan just had to come and save at the last minute. That was engaging and dramatic. Something for the stories to tell. Uh, yes, we owe you our thanks, actually. Particularly, I do. You saved our lives. Certainly, certainly. But you held them off long enough, if I understood it, too. Cullinan wouldn't have had anyone to save if you hadn't been there at the front doing what you did. You saved a lot of people here today, young lady. Thank you. I, uh, had the help of my friends. I actually, um... I come wondering if the Ordo Magica will be intending to enter the sinkhole and wondering if I might be- Oh, don't be worrying yourselves about that. We'll have this all under control, and now you'll have a story to tell on the day the wells spoke. Well, perhaps um, myself and my companion, she'll look to Verd and Yandermaker. She didn't discuss this with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just fall in telling them. Pierre's like smoking his pipe. Like, oh, that's the good stuff. Would be able to um, investigate the sinkhole with relax, you. Relax, relax. Look at you. You still got the. You're, you're bleeding through your shirt right now. That's a nasty wound you took. You've done well. Now, no one's going into the sinkhole today, but we're confident that Nairmite Titch will see reason and will give the order uh, the permission to enter in and figure out what happened. We'll have this under control. Don't worry about this. You've done enough. We'll take it from here. Oh, um, do I, do I feel like this is like a closed conversation or she, she's just like, she just thinks I'm a child or. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just seeing like you, you, you all stepped up and attacked. We can't have civilians just going down into a sinkhole. We are the professionals here. We'll handle mm-hmm. it going forward. And then, and then she looks over at Cullen and how you, admittedly, you did do well against that clan. You did do well against the beasts. 
I actually have um, an invested interest in the research of abominations, and I was just wondering if perhaps at least I could attend when you um, enter the... She'll glance, gesture to the sinkhole. I I would like to see what's down there. You, you remind me of Ganderald. Well, <laughs> it kind of laughs and says that she's like she's saying something that would have been funny that she looks to like Colin in as if he should smile but he's just standing there with his staff looking old and just like not reacting <laughs> to anything that she says <laughs> and uh and she's kind of like you know like tough crowd kind of gives a sigh pipes takes a moment all right tell you what if you're that hell bent on putting your life in danger again she is go to sleep rest <laughs> get your strength and I recommend you contact Chapter Master Cornelio. If he's going to put together any kind of expedition, he's the one that's going to be able to give the word. It's not going to be up to me. It's not going to be up to any of the others. It'll be up to the Chapter Master. Oh, well, um, thank you for that information. I will make sure to speak with them. Um, There's no promises, mind you. We don't just let anyone go down. But if you say you're an expert, Master Cornelio will hear your reasons. Of course. Thank you so much. And she will back away and pull the other two with her. Okay, I think we should try Ow. and get in on this expedition. If we do this, then maybe we can speak you with Anadia if she did away. survive. It kind of hits uh, Colin and Fury. I'll be like, yeah, she's got a cute go get him attitude too. We learn some minds of your younger days. And again, Colin just, is walking beside and just not <laughs> responding. And, and, and Master Frinda is the one doing all the talking and just never seems to stop. And it's just going on and on about like so what's this going on about that well we should head down and da, 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 going on and on and you know witches on da, 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 can you imagine da, 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 it's never a quiet dinner and master fury is just <laughs> walking beside he hasn't said a word it's fantastic uh, so i think our next order of business should be getting into the hole to find anadea or Anadea's body, and then figure out if we can figure out who the contact she spoke of. Potentially, was this she was referring to when she said she needed help? Take a breath, sister. We need to sleep. We need to heal. Well, you do, at least. Why are we doing this? Beard, you said you'd bring us to our parents, and my parents are nowhere in this city. It's been six months. They I've searched are not it. in the pit. Well, someone who may have known who... The, nope. Or, <laughs> You don't know that, Baird. No, I'm pretty sure. Nope. Uh, whatever you find there has more to do with my people than it has to do with you Ambrians. Your people? Barbarians. Why would they... What about in, the hole? In the pit? The, the barbarians who crawled out of it? Would I, sorry, would I lore master like, have knowledge of like what it what it possibly yeah, been there is oh. there are well, that's what i was saying oh, is sorry. these were intentionally corrupted experimented bodies done through ritual there's no way to prove it from what you saw on the bodies but these you know Stisselhold is built on the site of an old barbarian fortification the jezerites mm -hmm. right and the jezerite clan was destroyed by the queen 11 years ago and eight years ago thistlehold was built on that very site yes i remember this now veered and eight minutes ago a group of corrupted twisted mutated barbarians just crawled out of a hole underneath thistlehold crying out names like 
Right, Hall, 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 Holoban. Holoban, who was the clan leader of... It's a pretty safe bet that the these Jesuits. are Jesuits. Or Jesuits. Yeah. Jesuits? The, Jesuits. The body of the only person who seems to have any knowledge of my parents in this city is down there. Well, I suspect it's a body. Maybe she survived. Who knows? No, but she's dead. <laughs> okay, well, I don't have any other leads, so if the best choice is to go down there, maybe see if she has some sort of sigil or other letters on her person or... Hey, hey, hey. What's, what's this about? I want to find my parents. I don't know why that's yeah. so hard for you and Yandro I mean, to understand. She, she, she also, Anadea, was warning you that there was something corrupted under Thistlehold and you had less than a week to save the town. Yes, your mother's important, but also, Yandrame, you remember, you were there for that meeting. Besides the promise of riches of information. She also seems to know what's going on. She was terrified that Thistlehold had less than a week left to survive. She did seem to to know something about what was happening here. So our two best leads to discover what this is are this vanished woman and possibly those two witches that are, as far as I know, still waiting outside the gate. I'm who knew that the well mm-hmm. was going to speak. Yeah, I'm. I am all for speaking to the witches. It's just, I think you both should kind of think and examine yourselves uh, to see if these parents who you haven't seen in quite some time are really worth you risking your life for. And I think you. To get a move on by order of Captain Marvello. You're just standing around here. This is a restricted area. Oh, it says a guard standing up at the palisade going, just go to one of the taverns. This isn't a public square. It's a sinkhole where the damned abomination monsters of the dark just very recently crawled out of the depths and dragged a hundred civilians to their death or worse. Get a <sighs> yeah, move just on. looks at him with the, like, most glaring dagger <laughs> stare that he can muster. I'm just like, oh, I see you looking at me with your dagger <laughs> stares like you don't respect the crazy watch, but we're just here putting in the order and telling you what to do. Order of a night, bitch. Get a move on. So, uh, I, uh, I am a ritualist and I have the familiar ritual and I have this bird. It is a, uh, a Dracula parrot. Uh, so this black wing thing with like a, a red breast um, and I can give it simple commands and I'm going to tell it to poop on that guy's head. Just let it <laughs> like you had a lot of feed this He's morning. got a helmet on and you just hear the helmet go yes. ping. Yeah. He's just dripping down. But he's just giving a move on. He's wearing, he doesn't know there's anything on his helmet. <laughs> move along! Ah, that was worth it. Let's go. <laughs> was that oh, you, Veard? Okay. Yes, uh, it's Reaper. That's what I call. Of course, you did. What are we supposed to do if we don't find our parents? It's not like. Elindra, <laughs> we've made it this far without them. Yeah, find purpose beyond familial ties. It's time to set out your own route, clear your own forest, and be who you've always wanted to be without the shadow of the parents. Let it go. I'm not usually inclined to agree with the barbarian, but in this case, he's not wrong. Well, I think you're both stupid. 
Sheila's gonna turn heel and head for a tavern. It's <laughs> <laughs> still a little childish. Yeah, let's go sleep or something and drink off these wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Yandermay's gonna support Beard. He can't cast magic on him, but he'll still like help him walk. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll take that. Like, he's just like slumped over you. <laughs> Alindra is waiting for them to follow. She's not just she's like angry, but also like I'm not gonna leave you. But like I yeah. hate you both. I think you're, you're dumb. Doing the walk off with the shoulder check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you coming? And with with that, we complete the first act in the Wrath of the Warden Woo. campaign. Act two is going to be very different than what we just did. Act one is very much on rails, right? You get the letter, the witches show up, the sinkhole, the, the well speaking, the attack, the claiming the barricade. Now, what happens next? For any of your reasons, looking for your mom, stopping the darkness, finding out what happened with your barbarian history, something is happening in this old and it's begun to unfold. And no one knows about Anadea except the three of you. Well, two of you. Three of you if you tell Verde. I presume you will. No one else in town knows what is really going on or if there's an even bigger threat rumbling around. The well speaking set out a shockwave that triggered a sinkhole. So the sinkhole might have just been a cause of the well speaking but what does the well speaking mean what is happening there now those witches might know because they knew it was about to happen and Adea knew something was about to happen and they were correct they just were in the wrong place at the wrong time there are all these other factions moving around they're all caught up in their own politics and their own responsibilities their own worries and they're too distracted to notice anything else is going on in town and starting in our next session your investigation begins where you go and who you talk to and the order you find your investigation is entirely up to you there's no more rails there's the map of thistlehold the characters you've met elfano the templars marvalo the wizards how you go about following the leads what's more important finding out who anadea was or finding where anadea's body is and if they had anything on them i think you got one yeah that's a really good point but in order to get down to the sinkhole are you going to try and sneak down? You find an alternate way into the caves underneath Thistlehold, or do you try to get official permission to join the expedition into the sinkhole and be on that team, just like you did when you went out to negotiate with the witches with the delegation? You made a name for yourselves in that fight. You were on the front line, and you were willing to die for Thistlehold, and people will not forget that. Cullen and Furia will not forget that. The Templars will not forget that. Sarek's Atio will probably forget that because he's drunk all the time. Awesome. Uh, but um, you have met these people. You have met these characters. And now you need to start building your network and finding out what is happening in this town before it's too late to stop it. And the rails are off and the rudder is in your control. And all I can do is tell you what happens when you go there. And it is entirely possible you to waste time and go in the wrong locations. Excellent. Awesome. So there's a lot on the line, and this is where the campaign really begins, and it really begins to unfold. And by the end of this, a little teaser for you to play a teaser trailer, 
It'll go beyond Thistlehold. It'll go under Thistlehold. It'll reach out into Davrakor Forest. It'll reach out into the secrets of the elves and of the barbarians, and it will set in motion the prophecies and the worries that will lead you to the throne of Simbar itself. But first, we just have to start with a mystery. Why was Anadea afraid? And what did she know? And what you don't know is that Anadea was followed to the fern. And they saw you meet with her. And they saw you in that fight, and they've been following you this whole time. And where this episode ends is word being delivered to an unremarkable woman in her 30s in an alleyway as whispers are put in about your location and your movements. And the exchange is made. Money has changed hands. You cannot be allowed to live with what you know already. You already know too much. Y'all got me into this, God damn it. <laughs> We're important enough to be followed. We've really made it, guys. All right. We're going to die famous. Yay. So shadows and folks and thieves and cultists are watching you as you move around Thistlehold in this investigation, unbeknownst to your characters. That's something I'm just tipping off to the players yeah. just to build up the tension. What the characters do not know is that they are already being hunted. It's like zoom in on them writing something down and it just has mama issues. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, excellent. Just that very, very brief meeting with Anadea was enough to have you marked for death. We gotta find her. We gotta find her. You gotta find out what she knew. Yeah. We should get with the barbarians to have an exhibition. Actually, exhibition I'm, I'm not a, there. Yeah, I like that too. That's a good option. Oh, this is yes. fun, guys. This is great. Yeah, I mean, they're just chilling out at a campfire on the edge of the forest, waiting to be allowed in <laughs> by Night Pitch. Night Pitch is a little busy now with this whole sinkhole thing, so it might take a while for him to send a response. So they're just sitting out there as the city like screams. Dust they've, they've they've made they've made a campfire by the forest, and they will wait until they are given permission to enter. If they didn't, it could be war. Like just that's open the gates. It's reasonable of them to wait. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, fair. Also, you know, who yeah. cares? It's Ambrians dying and stuff. The barbarians like, lost the last war. Veard, you're a softy. You do like us, though, don't you? No. The Ambrians, of course, you know, even among your own community, Veard, that the Ambrians all dying to the corruption of darkness would put all of you in danger. And it would destroy the forest, it would destroy the clans, it would destroy this entire region. You, not you personally, but there are people among the clans who feel that they must help steward the Ambrians towards a path that will save themselves from themselves. Also, which will then help save everybody. Unlike all the other barbarians, not all of them have been across the Titans. You've seen what happens if corruption gets out of control firsthand. True. The only thing to do is to make sure that all the Ambrians die. That way they can't be corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually an option you will have by the end of the round. Yes, of the morning. So- yes let's do it, guys. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we have to convert <laughs> or him or else we all this die. Is our yeah. fate. <laughs> you two could be like my... But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You say all Ambrians must die, and yet you keep taking inherent wounds uh. to keep these adopted children alive. <laughs> okay, so you can like me. I'm your friend. You're 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 not practicing what you preach here. I you know, I think every barbarian should have pets, right? Yeah, every, every <laughs> should have animals. So choose two that you like. Alright. Yeah, that's good. 
So we, we take a little break here. We're going to collect ourselves. And when we meet at our next recording session, we're going to begin the investigation. Act two, which begins title, The Law of Necessity. Yeah. So we will, uh, we will begin somewhere far below. I don't want to spoil the rest. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. Wonderful. The Terrible Warriors return every Tuesday with new episodes playing Simbaroom. And if you'd like to know more about the NPCs we've been name-dropping this episode, their stories continue in the Simbaroom Chronicles of the Throne of Thorns. And to help get you started with your own adventures in Simbaroom, we're offering one lucky listener each month a free digital copy of the game. Congratulations to our October winner, Tobias Whitehall. We've been in touch with Free League, and you'll be getting your code to a digital copy of the rules shortly. Check your inbox. For more information on this contest, check the show notes or visit terriblewarriors.com. There's a widget right there on our homepage. And to learn more about Simbarum, visit freeleaguepublishing.com. And if you like what we're doing here and you want us to do more, we exist only thanks to our continued financial support from our Patreon page at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. By becoming a supporter this season, you receive a special role in our Discord server, and if you're able, for just $5, you'll receive each new episode every week from our Simbrum campaign a week before everyone else, without all of these pesky intros and extras recorded into those files, so that also makes listening back to this entire campaign much more enjoyable if you are the kind who wants to listen to these episodes back to back. If you want to try Simbaroom out with me, you can also join us in our private TIP club, where I host monthly virtual tabletop games for you and other TIP club members. There's still time to join in this month's game as we are playing through Simbaroom's Copper Crown Adventures, which cover the events that happened during the six-month gap between the Titans and Thistlehold. Don't worry if you missed the October game, that's fine. These are designed so that you can jump in and jump out every month, and really, I just want you to join us at our table and have a really good time. So you are very welcome to join us in this month's game. Your terrible warriors today have been Mitch Wallace, Sean Horbachuk, Ainsley Moores, and me, Justin Cock. Editing and production is also by myself. Music is licensed through Epidemic Sound. And next week on The Terrible Warriors, the damage is immense, and no one knows what we know. There is a greater darkness growing in Thistlehold. The investigation begins, and time is not on our side. The final leg in our recording of our Simbaroom playthrough begins next week, right here on the Terrible Warriors. <laughs> <laughs>